Well, thank you again so much to all of those who have helped our worship services to come to be for um, uh, for Kathy Eden, who was our liturgist this morning, for um, our praise team, as always, for helping with our music, uh, Randy Cook, um, who offers uh, our beautiful preludes, Gary Brubaker, who puts all of our music together um, for our faith ringers today, uh, for, uh, gosh, so many, um, and for all of those who helped to to continue the ministries of our church. Um, it's so greatly appreciated. Now we are closing today a series, um, finding, seeking, creating, um, talking about, gosh, it's just such a changing world. Uh, and I don't need to tell you that. You're experiencing that daily. Sometimes it feels like the changes come even, even hourly. And and in the middle of all of these changes, it could be really easy to focus on what we don't have or to become cynical or even despairing. Now, it's okay to acknowledge those things. It's okay to acknowledge grief or negativity or pain or hurt. It's okay to acknowledge them. And it's okay to say that you are looking for something else too. So we've been looking for the saints, for joy, for peace, and thanksgiving. And now we're not just looking for it, but sometimes we really find it. And if we can't find it, we're looking at how to create it. So um, this week we're talking about thanksgiving, but next week, just a sneak preview. Can you believe that next week starts Advent already? Y'all, where has the time gone? Um, next week starts Advent already, and so we'll start our Advent series next week. But this week, Thanksgiving. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Um... I want to acknowledge some grief because I think that we're all experiencing it in different ways and in and maybe even different levels. Um, a couple weeks ago, Stephen and I made the decision um, that we we decided uh, we weren't going to host Thanksgiving dinner dinner this year, and um, we just thought that it wasn't wise to invite people over, um, and um, it wasn't wise for us to to be out a million places trying to make sure that we had everything together or people coming in from um, from different counties and from different places to, to be here um, and be together for for dinner. And then um, and then our, our life changed as as we're in quarantine here. But even though even though I guess more justification came why we shouldn't have dinner there's still a grief that goes with it. It'll be sad not to see people or not to prepare a big meal, not to host. And there's a, there's a grief. I mean, there's the logistics of things of changing the menu because we don't need as much food. Um, recognizing that it's going to be quieter. And for some, I mean, maybe one of the questions you're asking is, I mean, what even, what even table do we eat at? Do we need to eat at a table or maybe the TV trays work just as well? 
And in the middle of some of those changing decisions and changes and and grief about what what may not be this year, it may not feel like a very thankful moment. It might be hard this year. Meister Eckhart, who is a mystic, um, is quoted as saying, if the only prayer you pray is thank you, that would be enough. <sighs> thank you. It's a great prayer and sometimes really hard, especially right now. And so thankfulness, gratitude, it really starts in the heart. It starts, it starts within us. As we breathe in gratitude and we breathe it out. Diana Butler Bass is a Christian author and speaker, and she literally wrote a book on uh, a book on gratitude a couple years ago. Um, and in it, she said, uh, researchers have found that thankful people live happier lives as well. They're more attentive to pleasure, experience less envy, are more contented, and retain good memories of the past easily. Gratitude drives out toxic emotions of resentment, anger, and envy, and may be associated with better long-term emotional and physical health, especially in transplant recipients. So being thankful helps ju not just our emotional life, but it helps our physical health too. So how do we practice our gratitude more fully? Well, here's the simple questions. What are you grateful for? Now, I want you to feel free to share those thoughts in the comments below or on the side. To share what you're grateful for. That might be something small. It might be my cup of coffee is great this morning and I am thankful for that. It might be the sun is shining and I'm grateful for that. It might be my cats are curled up on my lap and I'm grateful for that. What are you grateful for? Now, maybe it's something big. Maybe for you, it's I'm grateful for life because it's not, I wasn't promised life. Maybe it's about your family or about your friends. Maybe it's something larger for you. What are you grateful for? And as you see those responses that may come up in the comments, maybe that helps you to be reminded of what you are grateful for if it's harder to find this year. Is it possible to look for just one thing every day that you're grateful for? <clears throat> as we look at our scripture passage for today, um, in all of all of Paul's letters that he writes, he includes um, he always includes some sort of thanks. Usually, it's it's a prayer of thanks somehow, um, or a list of people to thank uh, for their service, for their faith, or for their just for their being. 
as a response to his thankfulness, he offers a prayer for the people in this letter. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. So that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. With the eyes of the heart opened, you may know the heart of God, the hope of God. With the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know the hope of God. Is that beautiful or what? Look, I have a complicated relationship with Paul and there are some beautiful things that he writes. With the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know the hope of God. Oh. Sometimes it takes a prayer for us to open our hearts to see the hope that's around us. And hope is all around us, even if it's hard to see. It's the hope to which God has called us. You've all probably heard uh, the quote or the story from Mr. Rogers when he said, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. So who are the helpers? And how can you be one of the helpers? How can we be grateful for life? To look at something and be grateful for it. Or, or for those things in our past. To be grateful that they have helped shape us who we are. Because everything is a part of our story, the good and the bad, the hurtful and the redeemed. It may take a while to be grateful for them. I remember um, talking to a colleague who had lost their home in a tornado several years ago. And as they were talking about how they were feeling and, and what had happened, the person who had lost everything said, we will understand the miracle that has happened here. Now, she wasn't excited about her loss and she wasn't even celebrating it, but she was claiming hope that in the middle of this tragedy, she was grateful for the way that God would work. And not just God, but all of God's helpers. Look for the helpers. With the eyes of the heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which you have been called. This season, be thankful, even though it might be hard. And if you're having a hard time, can you be inspired by what someone else is thankful for in the comments that you see? Can you thank someone that can you thank someone for their work? Can you thank the helpers? 
There are countless stories of healthcare workers working long and exhausting hours, making decisions no one signed up for. First responders are working multiple shifts as colleagues are sick or quarantined. How can we help even our helpers? By wearing our mask and watching our distance, washing our hands, by staying home when we can. In a world where, where one might find it hard to be thankful, can we at least show our thanks to others? Perhaps this Thanksgiving, can you purchase a pie or a dessert from a local business to send to a hospital or to an urgent care clinic? Maybe you can order pizza for your local fire station. Can you send some fruit to your children or your grandchildren's teachers? Can you invite your children or your grandchildren to draw or color pictures for nursing home staff? If you're on social media, make a public post thanking someone. And if you see a post thanking someone, can you like it? A phone call or a text to tell someone that you appreciate them. Stephen and I leave little treats in our mailbox for our postal workers just about every day, just to tell them thank you. Sometimes showing a thank you makes you more grateful too. It could be the prayer that opens your heart up to the hope around you. It could also be the prayer that opens up someone else's heart. It can also be the prayer that opens up someone else's heart to see the hope around them. Give thanks. Not just when it's hard, but because it's hard. We're all doing hard things and we'll do them best when we're doing them together. Loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Opening our hearts to the hope around all of us. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Amen.